Thanks for tuning in to Heartfelt Consciousness. So today's guest is Jenna Hall. Uh, she's a Northeast Ohio yoga instructor who specializes in prenatal. So we kind of talk a little bit about how she came into this practice. It's a fun story. So anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll check in with you on the other side. Well, good afternoon, Jenna. Thanks for joining me today. Um, so how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. As, as I kind of mentioned before I started recording, it's been a little hectic this week, but it's all, it's all good. You know, everything's, uh, the sun is decided. Well, maybe the sun's kind of decided to make an appearance. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a weird time of year, so we'll never know. <laughs> um, so I was connected with you with, uh, through Anne. And who obviously some of the listeners will know that she's a previous guest um, that uh, deals in restorative yoga. Um, but we're going to dive into some other topics today, um, kind of working in prenatal. But I wanted to know, and I would love if you'd share with the listeners a little bit about your journey uh, with yoga in general, and then kind of lead into sure. lead into that. Sure. I, um, I started taking yoga at a community center, probably in my early twenties. It was just something that, uh, was interesting to me. It appealed to me and I did it for years and years there. And, um, I'm not quite sure why I stopped, but at any rate, I did it there for years. And I, I, I slowly learned that a lot of things we did in yoga, I remember instinctually doing as a child, like standing around in tree pose or doing these different kriyas or breathing. And I'm like, I used to sit in plow pose, plow pose, uh, and watch TV when I was a kid, you know, and it was just kind of a neat way to connect. Like, I think I've been quote unquote doing yoga my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, but getting on a mat in a class was in my early twenties at a community center. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Was, um, now did you grow up in Northeast Ohio or did you, yeah, um, yeah you did too. Um, yeah. Did, uh, so like from that point, you know, um, you know, how did you, I guess, make that transition into kind of working in a pre with prenatal, um, sure. students and, and get interest in that in general? Well, yeah, there's a little bit of back, a little bit of backstory in history. I, um, 18 years ago, I was pregnant with my first child and, um, so I took, I was taking a yoga class and I remembered somewhere along the line, someone saying, make sure you tell the instructor if you're pregnant. So I told mm -hmm. her and she made all these modifications for me and it was lovely. And, um, uh, you know, I, with that pregnancy, um, I learned a lot about the standardized medical care for pregnant women in this country. And, you know, we didn't have the internet. I didn't even have dial up. I went to the library and I got books and books and books to read. Cause I'm just, I'm a book nerd always have been. And I just started reading a lot on my own and I was fascinated by what I learned. I mean, I saw, you know, the positive sign on my pregnancy test. I called my gynecologist. I said, I'm pregnant. What do I do? They said, Oh, you make an appointment. You come in in 12 weeks, but do you want to deliver at university? And I'm like in Lake County and I'm doing Christmas time. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I totally want to deliver there. You know, like I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. So I just kind of went with the flow 
and kept reading. And then I was like, no, I don't think I want to drive to Cleveland, uh, you know, in a snowstorm when I'm in labor. And so I moved to a hospital in Lake County and then I moved to another one and I did all the testing and all the, like all the things that you hear about. I just, I did all the things. Yeah. And I kept reading and I just had this idea start to formulate in my plan of what I wanted my birth to look like. And I had read studies and different things. And I just thought, you know, I really want to just, I want to feel it. I want to do it. I want to experience it. Like on natural. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? You got to get the epidural. You got to do this. I'm like, I don't know. I just have this idea. This is just how I feel. And so around my seven month appointment, you know, I'm taking prenatal yoga and I'm doing all this stuff. And, um, I told my obstetrician at the time, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm planning. And I know things can change. And I just, I really want to just labor on my own and see what happens. And I want to feel that power. And, uh, she, she fired me. Oh no. (laughs) She was like, if you don't want to take advantage of modern medical technology, I suggest you stay at home and have your baby with a lay midwife. Word for word, 18 years ago, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. And rightfully so. She was offering something that I I didn't want. I was on the wrong team. I was on the wrong squad. I mean, I, I was at, you know, McDonald's trying to get sushi. They don't have sushi. They have filet of fish. When you go there, you get filet of fish. You don't get sushi. So, you know, it took a long time for me to process like, wow, she really kind of shook my shoulders and woke me up. Like, you, you don't get that here. This is how we do it here. Right. And I was just like, well, I don't want to do that. I, I want something different. And so, you know, I started exploring my options. I'm like, okay, well, what are my options? Well, the first one was to try to find a midwife because of the statistics and the different higher rates of natural childbirth and different things. Well, the only midwife was in Lakewood and I live in Painesville. I'm due December 25th. I'm thinking Dick Goddard, snow. I don't want to drive to the west side of Cleveland on a good day in labor, let alone in the middle of a Northeast Ohio snow. And that's like a good 45 minute, 50 minute drive or more. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And I was like labor in four hours on route two forget it. Oh, and so, rush hour. In rush hour. In the <laughs> no, car, I, I was terrified. And I was like, okay, plan B, uh, plan C. I was, someone suggested a birth center. And I'm like, perfect, perfect middle ground. I'm like, okay, birth center. And, um, I, I, lo and behold, there's no birth centers, freestanding birth centers oh, in Ohio. God. And so a friend of mine, she had three kids. She goes, call the Amish birthing center, have your baby there. Oh, and I'm right. like, perfect. So I called the Amish birthing center and she said, honey, are you Amish? And I said, well, no, I'm really bad Catholic. I'm unwed and I'm pregnant. And, you know, can I have my baby there? And she said, uh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. They turned you away too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my. And I, said, I don't know. I just want to have this baby. And she, I'm like literally on the phone with like Kathy Yoder. And I'm like, what do I do? And I said, I just can't go back there. And I had been to three different obstetric wow. practices and I had been, you know, test, like test driving a car. Like, do I like it here? Do I like it there? Right. And, and I said on the phone, I said, well, do you know any home birth midwives? I mean, I was seven and a half months pregnant. She goes, honey, let me, let me look around for you. She called me back a month late or no a week later. I'm like, who knew they had phones, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And so then I was on my path. She found it. She hooked me up with the home birth option of Cleveland. I found a midwife. Long story short, I had the baby at home and I was transformed. And then that led me to this path of wanting to, you know, save the world. Misguided. But, um, you know, I became very angry. I became a birth junkie. And all the while, you know, I became a doula started attending labors. I started writing and angry blogging. I eventually fast forward, how many years, 13 years, I found my home in the birth world on the yoga mat. So I took teacher training. I took prenatal teacher training. I took a rebozo class with Gina Kirby. I took spinning babies with Gail Tully, just all this intense female yoga pregnancy stuff. And I really liked having my set day and time on the yoga mat. Like attending a woman at birth is a wonderful thing, but it's 35 hours or two hours. It's Mm -hmm. at midnight or three in the afternoon. It's on Easter Sunday or a regular old Tuesday. So I sort of narrowed it down from that experience um, to the yoga mat. And that's where I found my place in the birth world um, because I couldn't be a midwife, a doula. Um, you know, I wrote and wrote magazines and books and articles was published and I still do that. Um, but the, the yoga mat is where it all kind of came, came together. together. And that's where I've been the last six years with prenatal yoga and moms. And I've certainly taught kids yoga and adult yoga and men and all that stuff. But my place I know is uh, prenatal with the moms. Yeah. It sounds like you found, you found your niche that was right. specific to you, especially after all the just being sh- kind of sh- almost like how the Amish shunned you were just kind yeah. of pushed aside and said, no, sorry, we don't have room for you here. Oh, she was delightful about Aww. it. She was, it wasn't harsh. It was just kind of comical that I even thought that I could call them. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's an inter- that is interesting. That is really interesting. <laughs> so, um, So I kind of just, again, biographical information that I had kind of gathered on you. So you had an, you have an online business called um, Pro Cottage Yoga. um, And you developed this mantra of sorts, offering prenatal classes online with a little inspiration from the divine feminine. So how is this something that you cultivate off the mat? Well, I had um, a, a session with Tammy Lynn Kent. She wrote a wonderful book called The Wild Feminine. And it's not that complicated for me. Um, I, I'm wearing orchid today, the, you know, pink. I looked at my wardrobe per one of her suggestions and I'm like, gray, black, light gray, dark gray, brown. Maybe I'm like, and she's like, get some color in your life. And I'm like, terrifying. <laughs> but um, I, I wear color. I wear red. I wear, I got rid of the gray and I, I still have my gray sweatshirt. I love my hoodie. But, you know, I, I make it a point to wear feminine colors from time to time. I, I'm a ponytail girl for life, but I pause and I'm like, one of her suggestions, let your hair down, let the energy of your hair down. Um, I do jazzercise every day and I started awesome. in COVID and I'm telling you, they got the divine feminine down. There are always hip shake and pelvic moves in there yes. and it's so feminine and lovely and you get a good workout. Um, I swapped out my winter coat, you know, army green uh, for this color. I mean, it's just little simple things. Um, 
I have this wonderful deck of Oracle cards, the Divine Feminine Oracle by uh, Megan Watterson. She's a Cleveland uh, writer. She wrote uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed. And I'll, I'll draw an Oracle card. Today's card that I asked for um, help with the podcast said oh. to uh, trust the answers I find within me. I know that the presence of love is real. Teresa of Avila. I love so it. So when I teach my yoga classes, you know, you can, you can take it or leave it. It's just an offering. You know, you don't have to eat the parsley on the plate at the restaurant. So I pull <laughs> a card and I'm like, if this resonates with you, this is our message from the divine feminine today. It's not really more complicated than that for when I teach. Um, I took a Yoni Shakti workshop with uh, Uma Dinsmore Tully. Mm -hmm. wonderful information, all female yoga, the radical idea that yoga was invented by women for women around their moon cycle. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I know. And the oh men my took God. it over because they liked it so much. And then they <laughs> made it rigid and get your arms out and your toes pointed and where women, we were flowing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So in my teaching, I used to be very rigid and um, th that's still valuable, but I let it flow. I let those arms flow, those fingertips wave. I let those toes move, the hips sway. And that's just how I teach. That's my style. I love that. Yeah, actually, it's funny that you you mentioned you still, you were actually doing jazzercise. So before I even came to yoga, I was doing Zumba classes. Again, it's the same kind of fun, right. energetic movement. Yes. And I have a friend who actually teaches jazzercise too on the West side over here. Nice. But yeah. So I can get it. It's, it was high energy and then, you yes. know, finding a yoga path kind of transformed it a little bit, but you know, that's, it all does it for the greater good, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the last final question. Uh, so what did you feel was the most valuable lesson that you learned in 2020? I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I had no clue how to teach on Zoom. And I had my first prenatal lady call me, text me, whatever, message me. Jenna, I'm pregnant with my second. And she came to, you know, the first yeah. one, you know, religiously. Where are you teaching? I'm like, I'm not nobody's teaching the studios closed down. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, well, can, can you teach online? Can you do something? I need you. Now. And then the second lady, I'm on my third baby. Where are you teaching? Oh. Then the fourth and the fifth and the sixth, then the 10th lady. And I said, okay, universe, I got it. I'm going to figure out zoom. I'm going to flip the bed up. I'm going to make a little yoga studio in my house and I can do hard things. And I taught myself how to teach. And I taught, um, all of November through the end of May. Uh, and then as everything started to open up and it's getting warmer and we're in Northeast Ohio mm -hmm. and the masks are coming off, you know, things just sort of dropped off and prenatal, you've got such a small crowd to pick from anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm just taking a break for the summer and we'll see if we pick it up again in the fall. But that, that was my takeaway. I can do hard things. And I yeah. tell moms that all the time in class. You can do hard things. You can do hard things. <laughs> I, I love that mantra because I had a friend that was just, uh, she did like the 75 day like challenge or it was kind of like a diet yes. and exercise yes. thing. It's been floating that. around. Yeah. So I had a friend that do that and that was her, that was her thing. She's like, I do hard things. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I think yeah. COVID definitely taught us a lot, a lot of things that we can do. <laughs> uh, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, awesome. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for your time and energy today. Um, appreciate this conversation tremendously. Thank you. 
Thank you for having me. Yes. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Jenna. So check in the show notes on how you can get her book, Inspired Birth. There's an Amazon link in there. Um, so as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.